This week, the forecast is sunny with a chance of sudden girlfriend. And I become Heavenly Fighter, Angel, and Robot Curious. I'm Garrett, and we watch anime. Garrett, this week we are going to be discussing a type of anime that re was really common, especially in my formative teenage years, which for some reason or another does not exist now. These anime are playful yet weird, touching yet erotic. It gave me weird feelings of both confusion and nostalgia. That's why I felt it was necessary this week to get someone else to watch them with me with fresh eyes. We are talking about the niche market for hormonal teenagers, the sudden girlfriend anime genre. But before we begin, Garrett, what are new fans going to be expecting from these shows? Imagine everything has been produced by Bill Cosby. And that's <laughs> actually... Honey, no pudding! If, uh, if Bill Cosby and Kevin Spacey created a production company, that is exactly what this week would deliver to you. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of sleeping girls randomly. Um, so the, what we're going to be doing is... And a lot of just like, oh my God, I'm falling on you. <laughs> a lot of suddenness, unplanned suddenness, right. So this week we are going to be talking another explainer. Uh, this week we're doing a very specific genre, what is known as the sudden girlfriend genre. Um, and before I get into the uh, idea of what the, what's the stuff's all about, just give me some initial impressions. What were some like, what are some few things you took out of, out of this topic? Um... Every breast in Japan is in these episodes. Mm -hmm. um, just massive, massive. They pull from the breast exchange, yes. From the Tokyo yes. breast exchange. Yes. <laughs> Tetons worth of breast. Um, and really just kind of like uncomfortable stuff that in sort of like the, I'm not trying to be politically correct out there for anyone, but just in kind of the Me Too era in which we exist, a lot of this stuff is uh, borderline uncomfortable, even though it's animated. Yeah. Yeah, and I think one thing that like I want to kind of emphasize and what we're going to be answering a few questions for the week is the the timeliness of this, right? Like this show these shows came in a very specific subset of time mm -hmm. and there's a reason why they don't exist now. And so we'll talk about those questions in a little bit, but for those out there that are just watching this for the first time, uh, first off, tell us which three shows are we watching? We re are we talking about this week? Right. I I'll tell you about the three shows, but I just want you to know, as you're going through and watching the shows, you start to negotiate with yourself as to what is acceptable to you and what is not acceptable to you. And you're like, well, well, I mean, I mean that. And, and then the other one, you're like, no, 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 that's not kosher. That's not cool at you all. Have, you, you tend to have inner monologues, like all the main characters in this show, like, oh, but right. she's but she's sleeping, but I shouldn't touch her, but where's her on button? Like all that stuff. Like <laughs> you do that while you're watching the show. You're, yes, like, yes. you're like, I'm a 35 year old man, but you know, I've watched these shows before. Oh, right. we're doing this for a podcast. And, it's and like if, that kind of stuff. If you and I were watching this when we were 20 year old undergrads. We absolutely would not have that presence of mind because we were dunderheads and we right. had heard. But like, as you watch it now, you're like, oh, <laughs> You so know? what are those? So tell tell everybody what are those right. three shows okay. we watched this week? So the the shows that we watched this week were I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm gonna say Deers. Deers. It's just Deers. Yeah. Deers. But okay. it's spelled with the deer with a big S. Yeah. With a capital S. Yes. Right. Absolutely. Uh, Sekire. Yep. Sekire. Yep. And uh, Chobits. And Chobits. Yep. Which and... by the way, uh, we'll get there. Chobits, hands down, best intro music. 
Yes, we are. We're definitely going to talk about the theme music because I got to tell you how I found the theme music first, and it's a really funny story. Show and so these were really popular in the early two thousands, and they were definitely popular when Kyle was a teenager and in early college. It was definitely a big fan of my. Uh, I was of these shows. Uh, the the main audience was definitely, and I think you both and I, both you and I can agree on this. It was definitely young boys. Mm-hmm. Um, although there are sudden boyfriend genre shows as well, like where suddenly a young attractive male comes out it's generally geared towards the young men crowd yeah they know where their bread is buttered exactly and so some some if you were to watch these genres one of the some of the common themes you'll find is that the first is that the protagonist is always unimpressive uh they're they're usually losers that don't have school they don't have jobs generally uh a so that they could be like an everyman avatar for the watcher the weird science rule yeah and yes exactly and it's also to explain why they have all this time to dedicate to this sudden girlfriend so it, it serves a purpose but like it's also a kind of a trope uh the second thing is that the world all of a sudden gets like a new strange phenomena that mm. becomes normalized over time that is no, not normal here right so like all of a sudden robots female robots are a thing or aliens crash landed a year ago and now we're all cool with that or you know that that's the kind of thing that happens how they explain it away yeah it's a big explain away it's a it's definitely a blood sport you know i went to brussels kind of situation uh and then this third thing which is what makes it the suddenness is the main character suddenly becomes interfaced with a beautiful girl slash woman who only wants to be around them and no matter how hard they try they will never shake this woman off of them Mm -hmm. They're like barnacles on an old ship. They're like, they're just constantly like. <laughs> so. And then finally, the last thing we'll kind of go over more of this is that the heroine is usually special when it comes to the like different pe- things that you go with. Um, and even more important than the rest of the heroines you'll meet in the series. Therefore, if a harem appears, you won't forget who you're really rooting for, right? So like in the case of like Sekirei, um, there's a whole bunch of like girls that'll show up, but like really you'll never forget, forget about the original one because she'll be special somehow. She'll be a super right. powerful she one. Is, or she is of the fist power. She is. She's of the fist. Which there's a lot. There's a lot to unpack about that show and the the not so subtle and subtle uh, double entendres they have in that show. But yeah, uh, they're also usually in the like romance, etchy sci-fi and harem genre. Like they can kind of swing in between that, but they generally have that kind of like sci-fi fantasy. Uh, component to it um and then finally the last thing is they're not period pieces usually they're set in modern day japan or some variant of that so you'll see that it was pretty cookie cutter garrett and i hope i don't know i don't know if you saw that too i forget which one it was but um it was clearly set in the future and it was the year 2020 and i know I that's like, why i was like i like picking that one i was like is like, this only new if, if they knew. only knew if our only our biggest problem was like busty women fighting for like heaven <laughs> Like if only, and like, but now you have to kind of look at them through the through the windows of your house. But I know, I know. So we're going to try to answer three questions today. The the, the okay. goal of this show is to answer three questions. The first one is, and we'll kind of do this per show. Is is it too much? Is it too hard to watch? And that's more of like a question for you to answer, right? Was this a tough thing to watch? You said you enjoyed some. You said not so much other ones. We'll figure out which ones are there. The second one is, is it possible for these to be wholesome? Right? Is it possible for these to have a deeper meaning well below the surface of this very like obvious thing that they're doing, right? And the third thing is, can these be made today? Is it possible to to reinvigorate the son and girlfriend genre with new properties and what would that take? So that's as we go over each episode, we'll probably kind of give a better sense and we'll talk about at the end of the show. Does that sound good, Garrett? 
Sure, I'm ready to roll. Let's do this. All right, so the first show we're going to be talking about is Chobits, uh, which I love this show. Um, I, this is the one that I made Christine watch because I thought it was going to be more wholesome than the other two. Like, I, I, I knew Sekirei was a little etchy. I, wor- I was worried about what Deers was because it was a little, like, submissive-y. I was like, let's try Chobits. Let's see how she does with it. And I forgot a whole lot. <laughs> two episodes. I was like, oh, I forgot about that. I'm staring at my wife like, you ever forgot about that? You only made her watch two episodes. I only made her watch two episodes. In the first episode alone, I was like, I was like, oh, no, honey, I promise you, this is a little bit more cute than you think. I promise. So uh, it, it ran from 2000. So this is the oldest one we've done. It ran from uh, 2000 to 2002 is the manga. Oh. And then the anime ran all the way through 2002. Another common theme you'll see here is that they only really got one season of the anime. Mm. Um, and maybe it was just to wet your whistle, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. It really was never. Well, I mean, you, you said in the past, obviously, there are many shows that defy this rule where the anime actually becomes the money-making property. Right, exactly. But very often the anime is just to interest people, especially in the 90s, 2000s, late aughts is to interest them into paying for the manga. Especially when like the bait that you're giving people when they're reading this is, will they get together at the end? It's like, it's like the common, you know, carrot on a stick that you get with, with most things. It's like, it's what they do in like crime dramas is like give everybody sexual tension and wonder like, will it happen? Will they or won't they? That's the kind of the, the thing that they have with these shows. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first show we did, Chobits, uh, was also written by an uber famous all-female manga group known as Clamp. So, I'm sorry, written by an all-female? Every single author of these pop pieces are female. Well, Every that is a surprise. Yes, kick me in the Johnson. That is a surprise. So Clamp in particular is a very, 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 very famous artist group. And they're all female. And they're, they, um, they basically uh, started in uh, the 1980s. And they really started as like that, like, you know how the author of, uh, what's it called? The Twilight series made like, you know, yaoi boy love versions of like, you know, fandom of like Harry Potter. And that's how Twilight. Yeah, Stephanie Meyer, basically like, yeah. She's trying to make smut for women. And that's how Twilight came out. Um, that's what they were doing. And then they just kind of became professional and got better at what they were doing. And gotcha. so now they've made some really cool shows. Well, so well uh, Fifty Shades of Grey was Twilight fanfic. Right, exactly. It's all fan fictions that like turned into actual good stories. Uh, some properties that you might know from them are Card Captor Sakura, also known as Card Captors in the United States. You might have heard of that one. Triple X Holic and Subasa Reservoir Chronicles. Wait, Triple X Holic is Vin Diesel in that? <laughs> yeah. Triple X Holic. So, uh, when did Vin Diesel become Batman? <laughs> That's what he sounds like, though. In my mind, is it? Is he not? I don't think he sounds like this. I don't think, you know, I don't think he sounds like this either. What is he, Carnival Barker? Hey, everybody, my name is Vin, Vin Diesel. <laughs> we're family. We're family. I swear, we're family. I love Corona. Like that kind of stuff. Uh, <laughs> so, that's my best Vin Diesel impression, folks. All right. So let's talk about Chobits. What's, set the world up for me. What's the show about? Right. So Chobits was the third uh, in the one that I watched. So it was the yeah, most it was my first one. Mind. So we open up on a, just a good old country boy, a regular John Denver, out on the farm, looking to go to college. And uh, I guess in Japan, because this was mentioned in two of the animes that we watched for this episode, uh, in America, if you want to go to college, you can go to college. Whether it's your community college yes. or whether it's Harvard, somewhere along the way, yeah. someone's going to take you. Yeah. But apparently, at the time in Japan, you had to apply, and there's a good chance college would tell you, eh, no, you're not coming here. So we start with this dude who's out in the middle of the country and he decides he's going to get into college and he gets rejected. 
We mm. end up coming to Tokyo anyway, because he wants to prep himself. He's like, oh, I'm going to work real hard, mm. and I'm going to get approved to go into college. This is like the go-getter of the, of the main characters. Like, some of them are kind right. of like... Right. He's actually the most, like... Likeable of the three. Yes, yes. He is yeah. likable. I'm not going to say he has anything going for him, unless no. he's got a dowry. He might yeah. own a big farm. Right, maybe. <laughs> but uh, I just know the opening, like, photo is a cow. Yes, the, exactly. Right before you get to the theme song. Yes. Well, he comes to the city and he is enamored. And it makes sense that you say that it aired from 2000 to 2002 because he's just like, oh my God, there's so many people. There's so much going on. But immediately we're introduced to something called persona comms. And yeah. persona comms are, think of, um, think of like, not, not I am legend. Think of I robot. Yeah. But if they were sex toys. Right. Uh, what's the What's the name of the one that was a uh, Deus Ex? Uh, was the name? Wasn't that or no? It was like oh, a, uh, Deus, uh, Deus Ex Ex Machina. Ex Machina. Yeah, Machina. Yeah. Was the name of the movie in which it was about like having sex with, with Alicia Vikander? Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, um, uh, points to me for pronouncing that name correctly. Yes. So anyway, uh, so he looks in the mirror and it's like I don't know. I think it was five hundred thousand or five million yen, and he's like, yeah. what? but essentially, he is super duper excited about the internet. Like, and the city and technology, and he immediately starts fawning over this idea of the personacom, which is kind of like a personal assistant, yeah. right? So they make them in these really attractive, girly designs. They, they look have, like humans. Like, they're really... Right. They look like one. humans, with the exception that they have these ears, which are essentially are... And this is how it really dates itself, is they're not USB ports, they're auxiliary are ports. Yes, they're RGB analog. So that's one thing I loved about this show, and we'll probably dig on this a little bit more, is the the lack of foresight that in the early 2000s they had on what technology could be. It's like, yeah. I have this, like, we we found a way to make humans, essentially. <laughs> We've created artificial life, but yet our TVs are still large boxes. <laughs> are they Every time they connect to the internet, it still makes that internet sound. And it's still, like, the lack of foresight to be like, yeah, we did this really crazy, like, leap in technology, but, like, everything else is kind of stuck. I thought that was fascinating. And I also love, my favorite thing was, I didn't really get the idea until a little later, was, like, this thing connects to the internet. I'm like, how? Or calls. Like, do you go to the woman's face and go, like, call my mom? And, like, the woman's like, hi, dear. <laughs> like, that's what I was like, how does that work? Right. Well, all to this thing. Well, you, you learn through another character in the episode sort of like their capability. So so this yeah. main character, do you have the main character's name listed? Because yes, it's, really... on, it's, in this, it's in the second part, but his name is uh, Hideki Mot Motosuya. Motosuya. So Motosuya goes to the city and he takes up residence in sort of this boarding house uh, that's run by this really uh, beautiful maiden don't know her age, but yeah. she might prove to be a potential romantic in, uh, interest to the lead right. character. But he goes there and he's introduced to another 18-year-old yeah. who lives on the same floor, yeah. who is also attending college or prospectively attending college. Yeah. And he introduces him to his persona con, which is like this little like elven... Tiny. Leopard this, is like, this is like the iPod shuffle version of right. like... It's not like mini. The iPad yeah. mini version. It's the iPad mini, but of, of human beings. Like, literally this little chibi, like, right. fairy creature, yes. So so he's telling him how great it is to have a persona com, all the yeah. things that they do. And, of course, they teach you how to go to porn sites. And there's this moment where they both give each other thumbs up. 
for porn sites. Ha! And my, that's where my wife was going like, of course, Kyle. Of course. That's what she said. Because <laughs> he says porn multiple times in this show. You would think right. like such like a likable guy who wouldn't just like hourly like scream like, I love porn! But he does. He does a lot. Well, look, I, I know that we have female listeners out there. I know that we have male listeners out there. I know we have listeners out there of every persuasion. But for those who like adult content, and I'll be as clean as I can, because I don't want right. to offend anyone out there. For those that like adult content, if you are under the age of 30, you will never know. Right. You will never know the lengths that it took to get that. I mean, talk about our parents and yeah. getting magazines that you had to steal from the right. back of a deli or have an adult buy for you, all the way to us to waiting for web pages to yeah. load never knowing what it would be. Just know that the world that it exists now, all information from knowledge to science to shopping to porn, the instantaneousness that you have yeah. now yeah. did not exist always. So in this anime, I understand why it's such like, uh, uh, this is you know something we can do. Yeah. So um, this guy is enamored with the idea, but he clearly can't afford it. No, yeah, it's a very expensive it, thing. And he is literally walking down the street one day and he finds a personicom just laying on a pile of garbage. And at trash. first he thinks it's a dead chick. And he's like, my first day in Tokyo and I'm going to jail. Like, imagine you just see like a like a, an unconscious dead woman in the trash. And you're <laughs> a <laughs> boy. He had the right response though. I would say the thing like, what right. do I call the cops? What do I do here? Right. <laughs> Right, but then he realizes. But then he's like, he realizes it's a persona calm, and he negotiates with himself that he's helping uh, the dumps by not allowing them to take unnecessary things, and he brings her home, and he has this moment where he's he's trying to figure out how to turn her on and i forgot about this part and this is the part that i was like oh god is this really what's gonna happen oh i'm sorry oh god i'm making my wife watch this but yeah right so so his buddy down the hall had said when he said how do persona comes work he's like oh you just have to hit a button and they turn on great we all grew up with gi joes we all grew up with barbies like there's likely a button in the back that you press and it it activates except he checks the back and it doesn't work and then he checks the navel and it doesn't work. And then he checks the head and it doesn't work. And then he checks the breast and it doesn't work. And then he checks the toes and it doesn't work. And all of a sudden you see a crotch shot and he goes, no, <laughs> could this be the way? And for lack of a better term, he finger bangs her into existence. No, I remember. I remember thinking like I forgot this. Like no, no, this is the wholesome one. This is the one, and I'm like, oh no, don't make the button be the. Oh, don't make it be the clitoris. Like don't do this to me. And then it was, and she was like, to be fair, to be fair, Kyle, I don't think it was the clitoris. I think it was the G spot, which was is inside on the top, about an inch and a half in. Yes, but like. And so, so now all women knows that like when they learn about anatomy, there's the there's the clitoris and then there's the chobits, and that's what you have to find. <laughs> it was my wife was baking in the kitchen, and I was like, "Don't come in this room, don't come in this room." I really hope you don't turn the corner. <laughs> so what we learned about her as well is, and this is kind of another kind of common theme, is that they unlike other things of the type that they end up being like they're kind of the dumb useless one of that kind mm-hmm. like she can only say one word she, she. she doesn't have like 
she basically doesn't have like a memory of anything. Like she doesn't know what's happening, which I'm sure will come in like 20 episodes. Right. And she, you know, and she's, she's cute, but she's kind of like, what are clothes? Like, what is this? Like, it's a lot of that. And, right. um, but I think it was cute as endearing. And I, I liked, I, I mean, I kind of did like the show. No, I, I really enjoyed it. And remember when I said you're like negotiating with yourself if this yeah. is okay or not? Yeah. I was able to negotiate that this was okay because she's a robot. Right, right, exactly. She is not a sentient being. Right. She does not have a soul. Mm-hmm. Um, and and by that means, I was like, this is not how I would choose to live my life, but I get it. Yeah, exactly. And there are people out there, like just recently there was a person from uh, Kazakhstan who married his sex doll. A bodybuilder? Yeah, he was a bodybuilder who married his sex doll. He said he met her at a club, which I don't know how that worked, but uh, <laughs> so uh, so this show, I think, is the most wholesome. It's got, It's more of a romance. It's not really a like harem, like look at all the pretty girls kind of thing or like less submissive than the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would say like what the themes it touches on that I think it really does have something under the surface of it. It's like once you get past the like, cause here, here I, I feel like I'm getting myself into a hole and I'm going to dig myself out of it. So basically what I think is that, and we'll talk about this later is this show, these shows kind of do the kind of like wish fulfillment um, of of young boys like it's a wish fulfillment fantasy that boys can dive into but then it also gives you the responsibility like what happens after the wish fulfillment's over like how do you take responsibility now that you're thinking of like it's kind of like as you said like weird science like you created this beautiful woman who like knows all this stuff but then eventually the woman kind of teaches you how to be a better man and kind of does like it's like it's that kind of stuff like once you get past the that is how it self-justifies yes well but but i also feel like it does have some wholesomeness in this particular show so for me i think it does have a lot and we'll we'll, we'll have space for this later but i would be remiss because this caused quite a commotion on our on our instagram was the chobits theme song which i would argue is one of the best if not the best theme song of all time in terms of shows now let me give you anime anime. So, so terrific it's, it's so good. And the best thing about it is, is, is that I found it through when I was living overseas. I was buying a lot of like bootleg anime. And what they would do is because they were trying to be entrepreneurial, you know, Central Americans, mm-hmm. is that they would play the theme songs of three different shows and be like, come by our stall and we'll show you more of these. And one was the Showbiz theme. And I was like, huh, I don't know what this is about, but I love the theme song. That is so cool. And then I ended up watching it. And it was really cool. And now I just love the sh- song, and it, it kind of hits like a nostalgia nerve for a lot of people. I don't know. Did you feel the same way about it? Well, I mean, I absolutely thought I was watching the intro to a 1979 porno movie. But it does have like a... It's a, like, yes. a, lot, of blah, blah. It's a lot of that um, whammy yes. bars. Oh, yeah. it was absolutely... It was like watching... Uh, um, think of it, if George Lucas was doing a fade-in... But of a yeah. porno movie. Oh, uh, no, it's not called a fade. It's called a swipe. Yeah, swipe. Yeah, those are the swipes he did a, a lot. Swipe. Yeah. But into like a porno movie. Uh, and then all of a sudden, like Nina, a young Nina Hartley. Yeah. Like, a young Nina Hartley. A young Nina Hartley. I know, this is the 70s, remind you. This is the, this is. Uh, although, to be fair, she, she would not have been in the porn in the 70s. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, I know she's like 60 now, but it's 2020. Yeah, so in yeah. the 70s, she would be 10. Yeah, she would be, <laughs> she would be this age that she presents herself as in this show. <laughs> right. 
So, but I'm gonna also say thank you to everybody who talked on our Instagram and referenced some of my favorite comments that we got. Um, Second Coming of Haven said, it is the greatest, I think I'm gonna cry. And I, and that's the kind of thing, I think it's got a little nostalgia to it, and I agree. Yeah. Uh, because once you get to it, it is, it is kind of a cute ending to this show. Um, the second, uh, Loner Boy is typing wrote, is the best anime opening song. Um, I would say the second one is Angelic Lair, which is continued version of Chobits like that. So there's more to Chobits, past Chobits. Mm-hmm. And I agree, I think they do the kind of similar style. Um, and I know that for whole, whole, this whole time we're talking, we'll be playing the song in the background. Um, and uh, the last one was that they compared it to Elfin Lead, another show we'll be talking about, but they have very different themes. <laughs> the only thing they have difference is the horns. So, uh, but thank you all for, you know, definitely chat us up because we love having the, uh, the the interactions. But I love the input. I love it. It's great, though. It's a great song. I love it. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, I'm glad everybody thought the same mm-hmm. thing. Uh, the second show we're going to be talking about is um, Deers or Deer, capital D, Deer, capital S. I think, that, I think there's a reason for that later in the show, but I forgot it because I read it a long time mm-hmm. ago. But uh, the manga came out in 2002 and it ran to 2005. The anime ran for only 13 episodes in 2004, so it was a very short-run anime, but the manga had a good run. Uh, And it was written by a dual female group called Peach Pit. So another female group wrote this. That's a vagina reference. Yes. (laughs) It's the Chobit spot. That's what they called themselves. Tonight at the pit, everyone gets laid. (laughs) Um, And once again, this is The World is in Modern uh, Japan. It's kind of a similar story, save for a few small details, but... So, so walk us through it, Garrett. What's the story of Deers? It's problematic. <laughs> uh, Deers is about uh, future Tokyo. Right. And an alien race landed. Their spaceship fell out of the sky and landed in the sea outside of Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was about 150, 160 aliens on board. Mm-hmm. And they have become a part of society so much so that they've learned the language and the culture mm-hmm. uh, and have all become Japanese citizens. Mm-hmm. But they are extraordinarily attractive. And I know the show references both men and women. Yes. But we, in the first few episodes, you only ever actually see the women. You see one at the end of episode two. One, one man? One, uh, one male, yes. Okay. But basically it's like aliens came to Earth and they are hot! <laughs> Not only are they hot, they all wear neck, uh, they all wear leashes. Yes, it's a little BDSM-y, uh, but they wear their little choker chains. <laughs> I had issues with this one. Tell me about this one, Kyle. You tell me, because I feel dirty. Yeah. So uh, we'll talk about the main character, whose name is uh, Takeya Ikuhara. He's just your normal average guy who works at a video store, who steals rental porn for his friends so that he can eat. He's essentially... As you would if you were a teenager and you worked at a, at a blockbuster that had like the beaded curtain. Yes, the eighteen only. Yeah, and he works there, and uh, and he actually starts the episode being like, "My my boss beat me up for <laughs> for stealing porn." So this is the this is the great main character we're supposed to all uh, work work towards. Uh, but and he also has a very like I would say normal re- response to the idea of aliens coming to Earth and they're very hot. He's like. These are obviously like plants that are going to like have lizards under their face and like they're going to easily kill us all. And like, he absolutely not trust them. He thinks it's like the Independence Day where there's like a tiny creature behind the head controlling the whole body. (laughs) Yes. Like he's like, 
they look hot for the reason that they're trying to kill us all. And like, he ha even has a dream where he has like a tentacle hentai moment for himself. He's like, ah! and she's like, we're going to take you now. And, but, uh, and I believe it. I believe that is a very reasonable response to like aliens crash landing on earth. I will have a little uh, skepticism uh, because the, the humans decided to call these aliens uh, deers. And which means that, which in your language means that we're deer friends and all that stuff. So I guess that's what we're going to go with. Um, and so once again, like, like our boy, uh, you know, from, from Chobits, uh, uh, Hideki, he stumbles upon this like shivering cold woman off the side of the road. Who's like, you know, like a refugee off the boat of like, you know, Syria. You're, you're absolutely right. He, she is like shivering behind a bush and he realizes who she is. And he's like, nope, not going to have it. And she's Which, naked on you. Completely nude, save for her choke collar. Well, well, we mentioned she has this collar with like a a, a triangle, like like dinner's ready triangle. <laughs> and and if you stroke her triangle, these like effervescent ribbons burst out from everywhere and give her like a bikini. It's such a weird sentence. I know, like both of them were like, so you stroke the triangle to get the bikini up. Like is that? It, it's it's more. It flows better than what Garrett is making it seem. Right. Well, but then, but then the lead, he has this female friend. And that's another like, common thing. That's another thing, I, just to put a pin on what you were saying, is like, there's always, in every harem show, but also in these kind of sudden girlfriend shows, there's always the like, oh, we've been friends forever. And it's usually the first person you meet in like the first 10 seconds of an anime. I'm sick of that too. Like, I'm sick of the like, hi, you need to know about me because I'm the friend you've known since forever. Tee hee, I'm going to wake you up for school. Like, it's that kind of character. Yeah. Like, I wish they would just avoid that. Like, and it's, she's very exposition-y. Like, oh, we've been friends forever, but you're kind of a loser. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. to move the story along. Yeah, yeah. Basically, it's also to, like, have a female counterpart to make what he's doing less weird, in my mind. So, but yeah. Go on. So he, he meets this, this, this alien triangle bondage lady. And uh, what happens? Well, time out on mm -hmm. this. The best character in this entire show, yeah, is the teacher. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, the epic teacher. So, so okay, here we are. So, we're you're gonna time out explaining what this show's all about. The fans out there, you are hearing us talk about the boring lead. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I expect that. We're talking about the exposition, the the best friend that moves the story along. Yeah, 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 you understand that. There's the hot female lead. In this case, she's an alien. She moves the harem. Uh, and you're like, yeah, 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 I get that. But Dear S also has a super rapey female teacher who teaches in negligee and insists on sexually harassing all of her students. All of her students. And everything that they do from henceforth has to be tied to this woman's libido. Like, when they had English class, it's like, now read this, translate this sentence. And Jing's like, he spanked her rear end. And she's like, nah! And she's like, orgasming the whole time, too. Right. So it's or like, or when, when, so this alien has come down, so the lead goes to the mall to get her some clothes, and the girl's changing. And, and this teacher who's trying on laundry sees that the girl has a leash and she goes, you're much too young to be doing things like that. But please tell me in explicit detail, the things that you do to one another. And mind you, she came out of her dressing room with what I would say is the tin, the, the tip of a pen covering the one nipple 
and with a tassel attached to it, and then everything else was strings. It was, it was something. Let me tell you, it was something. And she loves harassing her kids. It was that that has no excuse for it. Like the teacher scene was inexcusable. But I guess it's also once again didn't make, make your wife watch that, did you? <laughs> Forgot about that. I did. I did forget about it. <laughs> so okay, so he he finds the the deer that goes with him to his house because he's like, I don't know what to do with this thing. I And he was like, I felt weird, like turning it into the police and going to and, the And we've also, it's also been alluded to that we know who all the deers are that come, that have right. come to the right. country. But the opening scene of the entire series is on a bridge and a truck has an accident and a tractor trailer overturns and a pod mm. is ejected and lands in the river and a female form comes out of it. So I believe that we're sort of being led to believe, and remember, Kyle and I only watched two or three episodes of each of these, but we're kind of being led to believe that everything is not as it seems. Right. Either the aliens have come down, and while they're here, they're running experiments that we don't know about, or maybe the aliens have arrived, and we actually stole some of their people, and we've been Uh, running experiments on them. Right, right. So we don't know... Exactly. Other than something not quite right is happening. He was an accidental occurrence, essentially. And he right. takes her in, and he also, unlike the main character, who was, like, really excited to have his own Persicom, you know, this character, you know, Ikara is there, is very much like, stay away, you creepy alien, I don't want you around. And the alien's like, and the alien also doesn't speak Japanese, but she speaks, like, this weird, like, language at him and he doesn't understand what she's saying so she does have some intelligence she just can't speak japanese yet um and uh so and it's that same thing of like this like kind of puppy dog woman kind of coming at you the whole time and you're just like trying to figure out what to do with this thing it was really weird in that regard um now can you tell me what the hell melon bread is melon bread is awesome so melon melon pond as it's called is a it's ever read a concha before it's like bread but it's got like a little sugar on the top, and yeah, it's, yeah, it's a Latin dish. It's a Latin dish. Well, it's it's that, but like imagine it's in the like this kind of crisscross pattern on top, so it looks like a piece. It looks like an actual melon that they have there that has like this like kind of like a pineapple kind of X's on it, and that's melon pond. It's basically it's bread that's kind of has that like sweet sugar thing at the top, ah, and you eat it, and it's it's pretty basic. It's very cheap. That's why he pretty much him and Ren eat it all the time, and she loves melon pond. She loves melon pond so much. Uh, that she eats the entire bag that he he exchanged porn for his whole su- supply of it, and not well, only and that, that. By the way, that was another thing when you talk about exchanging porn. Yes. So, like, and look, look, if you were the first guy to get an ID, everyone wanted to drive with you. If right. you were the first guy to turn twenty-one, everyone wanted you to buy alcohol for that. Right. So he is the guy that works at the video store that has an adult section, and he would bring the tapes to his classmates so that they could borrow it. And they do this weird anime trope where they're like, <gasps> and they <laughs> Mind turn. You, do you remember, do you remember the name of the store that he worked at that I just noticed? No. It was Biceps was the name of the video store. I was like, what? So you're telling me there's female porn at this thing? At Biceps for video store? So, <laughs> so, yeah, and not only that, but they're like, they actually have like a really good running memory of, like the production cycle of these porns too. He's like, Oh, is that the one that came out in November? Oh, that's the one with this actress. And I was like, like, I like, 
I'm a, I'm a hot-blooded, you know, heterosexual man, just like anybody else. My memory would not have served me that much for the sake of pornography, but these boys loved it so much. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's a little BDM-esque. It's a little, it gets into that whole like master servant thing. It, it, it's a little weird. In fact, the end of the second episode is like, he's like, oh, it's great. We get to meet you dears and you're going to be coming to our school. And he goes, because, you know, I don't want to confuse you. Us dears were slaves. Closed scene. And that kind of like started that whole idea. So I know I, I did. Was that one of the conversations you had with yourself as well as like, am I okay with getting through all the BDSM themes of the Oh, I was decidedly not okay with deer. <laughs> Also, another thing with uh, the Melon Pond, which I thought was really funny, is the mid-card was another one of my favorites, which was, she is, uh, there's, so it's like, it, it, the Melon Pond comes down and a chibi, uh, you know, Ren comes by and she starts like chomping this big thing and it's like starts disappearing like a cartoon. But then the second like deers come down, she's got huge breasts and she's like eating the melon palm, but eventually she eats all the bread and then latch glomps onto the female's breasts. And she's like, get off of me. It's like, that was the mid card of the show. So weird. Um, and so, you know, it, it's going to need a second. By the way, another thing of the show that I thought was pretty interesting were the titles. So let me read you four of the titles for this show of the names of the episodes. So episode one was called, I Want to Nibble Sweetly. Episode two was called, Is It Too Small? Which was in reference to the, to the teacher's uh, swimsuit. Uh, episode 12, uh, th 11 was called, Let's Have an Orgy. And episode 12 is called, Do You Want to Experience It? And that's, 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 we'll leave it at that. <laughs> kind of gives you an idea of the spirit of the show. Uh, finally, Garrett, we went to a show that I was having problems with getting through. And it reminded me why I didn't get far with this show was the show Sekirei, um, which is another son girlfriend with like a little bit of a twist. Uh, this Hands down the best show. <laughs> so two things that, that I thought for the show. The first is that, I that we we mentioned this before we started was like nipples galore. This show is you are there's gonna be no coverage of nipples on this show. The second thing I think, and it's gonna kind of lead to what we do in the talk about the show, was I bet you were super confused watching like deers and chobits, and then all of a sudden Sekiri games in, and the first scene is like people getting brutally murdered with swords and stuff. I was like, oh, I bet Garrett's really confused about Which that. Does not fit the rest of the first two episodes. <laughs> Just from like do 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 yeah do do to like oh my god she's coming oh you didn't stop me so I killed them all right. I was like, oh man, that's going to confuse Garrett to no end. That's not going to seem very congruous whatsoever. So, so yeah. So this show, Sekirei, which we'll talk about, uh, it's a manga that ran from 2004 to 2015. So this thing had a manga shelf life. This thing lasted for a long time. It may have gone on hiatus a few times, so that might explain it. But the anime only came out for one season in 2008. Once again, this is another show that was written by a woman. So all those nipples were drawn by a female. Mm -hmm. Hopefully she knows how anatomically correct they are. Maybe she's part of the free the nipple, hashtag free the nipple, you know, thing. So, uh, and it takes place in Tokyo, but a new version of it called Shinto Taito, which is the new Eastern Imperial capital. Um, another thing that I wanted to bring up to you as well is, you know how we keep talking about periods in Japan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Is that, and someone brought it up as well. They're like, they said this, and uh, dear, she says, this is very different than what it was like in the Showa era. So, the Showa era went from the 20s until 1989, when, when Hirohito died, you know. And then his son, Akihito, who actually abdicated his throne in 2019, was the era known uh, as Heisei, which is what we were pretty much in up until the past year and a half. 
which is now called the Reiwa period. So they're, they're, they're still doing it. It's kind of like the Jewish calendar and all that stuff. They still have their periods running throughout the, um, so just wanted to give people a little bit of historical content before we start talking about bouncy nipples and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, so Garrett, once, thing, once again, probably was very surprised by the, by the violence, but after that, it got a little bit more wholesome. Talk us through this world that we live in, in the year 2020. <laughs> in year 2020. So, uh, Minato is uh, another unimpressive character, a totally. Ross, a, 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 a Ted Mosby who has failed for the second time. He also has, like, he's the no-confidence main character. He's the one that, like, he's actually capable, but, like, he doesn't believe in himself. That's, that's, his, that's his jam. But once right. again, unimpressive guy. Yeah. Right. So he fails to get into college for the second time. He failed the first time, failed the second time. Uh, and he's walking down the street after getting his exam results. And he's really dejected about what's happened. Yep. Right. And a large, big-breasted woman flies out of the sky and lands. Falls out of the sky. This is the one where sudden girlfriend, we're not going to go with the whole, like, found her in the trash or she was just, like, off on the side. This woman literally fell out of the sky. Fell out of the sky and landed breast first into his face. Come on, guys. Wouldn't you wish that upon anybody? <laughs> She's like, I knew, realized. And she's like, I knew that jump was too far. So <laughs> this girl is being chased by two other girls in pleather dominatrix outfits who are shooting lightning. Lightning. Right, lightning. And uh, and, and, and like, the way he was explaining it to you was kind of meek. He was like, what's all the zip zaps? Where are all the zip zaps coming from on these ladies' fingers? <laughs> it's right. like, Dude, it's lightning. You could say it, like it's electricity, it's lightning. Right. We'll call them zip zaps. And, and so we kind of fast forward, but this girl clearly doesn't want to fight with these two other girls. Yeah. So they escape and she grabs his hand. And this leads us to what I think is one of Kyle's favorite tropes in all of anime is the waking up in bed next to a girl and being like, huh, what, huh, what? I didn't do anything. You saw it not once, not twice, but three times. <laughs> You're not sick of it, Gary? You're not? Because I saw it again and I'm like, of course, why not? <laughs> and he wakes up and like her like panties are in his face, and he's like, "The way that some of these women sleep in the show seems unnatural to me." Like, <laughs> like I have a wife. Who I've, I've been we've been in the same we've been sharing the same bed for several years. Never once have I had her wake up with her ass in my face like a cat. Just like never said that ever happened before. And have her like sucking your thumb, going. Oh, what? Yeah, and then they, and like wake up cooing like like you know uh, Cindy Lou Who like like <laughs> never never has that happened. My wife's a human, normal human being, not a Seki Ray, I guess. So uh, yeah. right. Oh. So the Reader's Digest version yes. is that this girl is a part of some competition. Um, of girls battling across the city. But before you can become a proper member of the battle, you have to take on a significant other or male partner known as an Ashi, uh, Ashikabi? Ashikabi, yeah. Ashikabi. Yeah. And this is sort of like your real world dude. Yeah. And he keeps you grounded and you elevate him. And before you can sort of join the fight and I think kind of release all your powers is you have to find this. So um, this girl who we refer to as Masubi-chan, which... Masubi with the big old boobies, yep. Masubi with the boobie. Mm -hmm. uh, but they're all called Masubi. Yeah. Uh, she happens to be, I think, number 88, Masubi yeah. number 88. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
and we don't. No, no. Have... I think other, I think they have different names. Like one was called like Hikari, and like they have different names. Her name's Masubi. Her number's eighty-eight. You're right, but they're all Sekirays, which is the name of their group, basically. Right. So yeah. I don't. We don't learn in the first two or three episodes whether she's a real girl, whether she's a Borg, whether she's a robot, what she is. But we do know that she has sort of this superhuman strength and ability and naivete that is just so charming and alluring. <laughs> And um, overlooking all of this is the quintessential anime baddie. This guy, I wish that there were like politicians or CEOs that like clearly telegraphed that they were villains by the factor that they wore this like spawn level, like, right. So holler if- and would get on the big screen on Times Square and be like, hello, I'm the CEO. So I know, son. If Bill Gates had the spawn collar and like Andy Warhol hair, yeah, and like he would, like, like, like couldn't more like telegraph, I'm the villain of this story on the big screens that you watch. Right. I wish. Also, he's the CEO of this mega corporation and they buy all the stock to the city. Yeah. How do you? Like, I get it. You buy treasury bonds. You, you, you buy bonds to a city project. How do you actually buy the city stock to own the city? He's like Ron Paul. He's like, let's blow up the Fed, you know? <laughs> let's hand out letters. We're going to hand out letters of Mark so that people can go on the ocean and capture pirates. <laughs> Ron Paul with like his thing, with his like giant collar and his tiny little head. Oh God. All right. So, you know, libertarians aside, there were there. He constantly has to defend his son who's getting beat up by his neighbor. He's their Sekirei. I'm not your son. Uh, so, so, so she is a Sekirei. Uh, there are, as you said, 108 beautiful women and sometimes little boys, young effeminate boys, uh, who choose their ashikabi. And there's a ways in which they seal the deal. They they sign the contract. Garrett, how does that With work? The keys. With a kisu. So um, they have a kisu and it, uh, they're kissed and they and she grows wings and it's like it's like drinking Red Bull. He gives you wings mm-hmm. and. Uh, all of a sudden, she's in the game, and everybody's like, all right, she's officially in. We're not going to mess with her just now. Right. But keep in mind, guys, this entire time, her breasts are out all the time. All the time. We are everywhere. saying, like, there is no scenario in which her breasts will not eventually come up. Because, mind you, she's boxing me. She is right. anything above F in our, in, our, in our measure scale. Her cup size is insane. So I for insane. Also, her clothing has a certain explosion pattern. It does. It goes that when things blow up around her, she gets like this reverse W, so that the shirt comes down off her collar and covers her breasts. But but when it blows up, it goes flutter, flutter, flutter. (laughs) Yes, it's the burn. The burn pattern always. If I was to be like an arson detective, it's like the 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 accelerant starts from the underboob. And makes its way towards the top. That's what happens, you're right. And when, like, lightning strikes her, it's like... It just, like, burns up there. Like, the wick started there. Why is it always that pattern? I don't know. Apparently she's got some special Sekirei clothing. Because she did get clothing from the MBI, which is the name of the of the company, that, that like, sponsors this tournament. And uh, so she has, like, new clothes. And one other thing that, I, that I'm like, I want us to figure out over the course of this, this series that we run, this whole mm-hmm. show that we run is how you can tailor the boob shirts that they make in, J- in Japan. Because the whole time I was thinking like, in order for you to make any of these clothes work on these big boxing women, you literally have to like sew the under boob under the breast so that there is like that crease naturally so the boob can right. like go into the pocket of the shirt. I just, I find that so fascinating. So 
She is also, as you said, has a lot of strength, so she's a fist type, which is not at all suggestive at all. And this is also another instance where I feel like they were, um, they're actually realistic when it came to um, renters' rights in Japan, because the guy's like, "This is a single issue. Te- this is a single tenant house. I will not accept anybody else." And then as soon as she saw her, he's like, "You get out," <laughs> which, as an American, bothered me. Yeah, yeah. Liberty. <laughs> well, you're gonna, you'd be surprised the hoops that you have to go through to get an apartment in Japan. It's insane. In fact, they kind of brought it up in the show of like, you need a guarantor, which is like. Someone who will ensure you pay the rest of your, your rent. What if, what if you make a lot of money? Then you don't have to do that. Or you own your own house, so you're not renting. So it's like, it's one of those things. But like, it can be your company, it can be your school, a lot of times it's your university, it's your job. Like if I, when I was coming from the United States, like I had to do homestays because um, I couldn't get a guarantor, someone who can guarantee that I can pay the rest of the rent for the month. So it's like, it's a real thing. And for foreigners, it's like almost impossible unless you're working there. Uh, but that's what happened there. And so they're homeless, essentially. You know, I lost my house, but all I had to show for it was this big booby chick. Um, and so she's like, I'll help you. And they fly in the sky like E.T. for the end of the first episode. But she doesn't know how to get down. No. And so it was very funny that, like, the first episode was, it was like, we are so in love. And he's like, ha, ah! And she's, like, looking at her. She's like, ha, ah! looking back at him. And then the beginning of the second episode, I'm going, ah! And, like, falling from the sky into this boarding house. Uh, which is just how most of these harem shows end up is in a boarding house. So right, but I I really like. I mean, this is probably the perv in me. I really like the boarding house. <laughs> it was, and there's more Seki rays to find out. Uh, you find out there's uh, like, the host is incredibly attractive, very much so. And then there's by also the way the, the a lolly girl coming, uh, like a ghost lolly girl that's out there that's like save me, Amika. I saw that, but Lolly, Lolly doesn't do anything. No, well, of course it doesn't. It doesn't do anything for me either. It's a thing, though. It's like you're good. Just like for every high school of the dead, there has to be an Alice Chan. You know, there's got to be some for the weird, even more pervy people who are going to read it. You know, because they're like, they look at the weird chart. Like I can imagine they're doing like the manga, the manga decisions. And they look at the pie chart and it's like, 15% of all of our readers are Lolly pervs. Okay, well, we got to make sure we have one at least then. Proportional to the girls. So. You brought up High School of the Dead, and I'm just dreaming of Bushida. <laughs> Garrett, we're going to have to do a waifu list at some point. We're going to have to do like some sort of like top ten. and Let us know in the comments if you want to see Yeah, uh, it's, it's literally going to be me posting a photo of her with Sinead O'Connor's cover of Nothing Compares to You playing <laughs> in the background. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> compares to you. To Bushida. <laughs> Bushida. Oh. Oh, I got a bloody nose. <laughs> and I remember also my wife uh, saw that many, one of the, the character from Chobits also goes, because she thought that, because um, we watched a show together that had a female having a lot of nosebleeds. She's like, I thought only girls got nosebleeds. I'm like, no, no. She's very innocent, my, my wife. <laughs> Wait, she thought only guys got nosebleeds. Girls. She only girls got it because we watched a show in which a girl was blushing, was mm. blushing blood. She thought that was like just for girls, but yeah. it's for everybody. Um, and so we're going to get to the, we're going to get to the part of the show. Where we start to answer the three questions that we want with this show. The first one is, is, you know, is it too much for these three shows? You got one that was kind of a little bit more wholesome and had its moments, but like wasn't so bad. And then you got Deers, which had a lot of problematic moments, but like the central relationship wasn't too bad. And then you got Sekiray, which was just like boobies, 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 and like all over the place, but like no sex or anything like that. So was that too much for a new person such as yourself? Go. No. No? Any of them? Was any of them too much? Oh, yeah. It would, uh, uh, Deers. Deers. Deers was too much. much. 
Right. It was, uh, look, I, I support people's fetishes and, and no king shaming on the show, no king shaming whatsoever, but, but to see it in an anime and you ask the question, can it be wholesome? Yeah. No, because you can build a sandwich with a bottom piece of bread of, like, of relationships, uh, a chicken cutlet of respect, uh, slather some mayo of self-worth. But if the top piece of bread is pure lust in breast, it makes the rest of the sandwich an unwholesome slutty mess. Oh my god! Oh man! Okay, so I'm gonna go to Canva tonight. I'm gonna make that your that diagram tonight. Um. So, okay. So, bear with me here, because <laughs> I was thinking this a bunch. Because you have to remember, I watched this in my teenage years. So for me, the surface level served me just fine, right? Mm-hmm. In my early twenties, who cares, right? Or my late my late teens, really. I started like a lot of these started there in my teenage years. Um. I think we have to allow space for boys to have a playful understanding of their sexuality. And I feel like it does a disservice to them when everything they do that like they're interested in or treated with or curious about or, or not understanding is seen as pervy or gross. And so for me, when I watch these shows now in my mid thirties and I have this kind of perspective now, the understanding of, yes, if I saw a woman randomly, and I wanted, and I was learning all these, I didn't know anything about her, right? And she say she was fully clothed the whole time. Like, no, there's no nudity. There's no nothing, right? It's okay for you to think to yourself, like, I wonder what this woman looks like naked. Or I, I think, I, I wonder, you know, oh, she's very cute. Or I think, you know, oh, I wonder if she's soft. Or I wonder if she's, you know, kind of, like telling boys that, that thought, those thought processes are gross or they're sick or perverted is what gets us into a lot of trouble now. And so in my mind, right. and, and I think this show, what these shows do, and if, just so I can round it out, is what these shows do is they start you with the initial like WTF moment that a lot of boys have when they're discovering like sex for the first time. It's a lot of like play and touch and what is this? Ooh, what's this? I don't understand. And they're trying to be modest as best they can because they understand the respect of it. But at the same time, they're still curious. Like it still affects them in a certain way. By the time you get through these shows, you realize that there's like, you know, responsibility and respect and like, I think of this person more as the thing that they started as. And so I, for me, I feel like they can be wholesome. If you don't take today's standards of like, I saw the boobs and breasts and I cancel everything else out after that, you're going to miss a lot. So that's my, that, that's my pedestal for the moment, but go ahead, Gary. Well, you know, so much is lost in the nuance. Right. Exactly. I'm a big proponent of one. You can't judge the past with, with today's Today's glasses yeah exactly you know that i I just think that's unfair to everyone really yeah and and i absolutely uh agree with you that you can't you can take anything out of context and make it horrible right exactly and i also think for me i read all the way through i've read deers all the way through i have seen i I saw the secretary because i think with the nipples i was like what am i getting out of this but chobitz Uh, actually as a chobitz chobitz is a really good is a really good like it takes like the ideas of ex machina and makes it like dating and cutesy. Like can people have feelings for artificial intelligence? Is it real? Is it important? Like, can you still have this like expression of love for it? And it does, I think it does it really well by the end of the show. Mm. Does the first two episodes explain that? Probably not, but 
I think it can have that wholesome message. So for the second question of can it be wholesome, certain shows, yes, other ones not. You know, you got to kind of just like, you got to give it space. And I think that's the case with all anime is like, yes, there's breasts. Yes, there's jiggling. Yes, there's a lot of like this kind of stuff. But at the same time, if you can't like grasp what the central message is and you can see that it's like a little deeper than that, you, why, why bother, right? Why bother watching a lot of stuff? So I don't know. That's what, that's, that's my pedestal as well. I'm going to get down from it finally. But um, finally, the third question we had was, can this be made today? Sure. Why not? I mean, part of... It's not. Like, I haven't seen... I haven't seen... I don't know. Tell us in the comments below if you've seen one, but I have not seen a Sun Girlfriend anime since uh, Heaven's Lost Property in, like, 2009. Part of animation is that things that if you did in real television or real movies mm -hmm. are unforgivable there. In animation, they're forgivable. Right, yeah. So I think it's a medium that people give a little bit wider birth to be creative mm -hmm. and to maybe do offensive things or to stretch the limits in an effort to get to a place where you're actually educating mm -hmm. saying this isn't like a, a terrible thing um so the entire episode you've been talking about is as if it's in the past tense so as yep. if this was a thing that was popular in a time and now yes, we've yeah. kind of moved beyond it because it's offensive or it's not popular anymore right. Um, there is a moral gray area mm -hmm. around a lot of these and each of them do their best to make that lead protagonist very vanilla, very apologetic, very, right. I respect you, stop, no, right, don't, yeah. I don't want to, I want to be the good guy, which right. is nice but also kind but of but that also is problematic because it sets up the nice guy scenario of like the like oh i'm no. being nice to women so why don't they want to get with me like it's like it, well as long it, as he doesn't say nobody likes me because i'm the nice yeah because then we get then when you're you should fully go into reddit and 4chan and become a and become an insult at that point so right um so what we're going to do is do our what we know calls our weebin noob scores what we do every uh week but this one's gonna be a little bit different since we did three shows the first thing you're going to do we're going to do is we're going to rank which ones we like the best to least or least best as we'll say and then the second thing is we're going to do, we're going to rate the genre. Like, what is it for, uh, you know, the, so what our Weeb and Noob score is, is a rating for fans of the medium who watch it a long time to new people. How important is it for you to watch right away or to watch to kind of get it or really truly appreciate it? Um, it's kind of more of a priority scale than it is a, a good or bad. Mm -hmm. So to rank the score, so we'll start just with the, the shows that we watched. I liked Showbits the best. Deers was my second, so pretty much in the order that I watched it, and then Sekirei was my third. Um, I felt like Chobits and Deers hinged on a little bit more romance, and so I thought there was more meat to the bone there, and I felt Sekirei was a little bit too service, and was going in a harem, and I started to like, once I go to harem, I'm like, all right. So that's that's my ranking, but you know, that could just be me. Garrett, what are your rankings for the three shows that we watched? My favorite was not the best one. <laughs> Okay, so so you're okay. Let's go my favorite. I'm okay with you just going my favorite. Which one you like? So, so the worst, not the worst. My least favorite was uh, Deers. Okay, didn't do it for me. The best qualitatively was Chobits, and my favorite was Sekirei. Yeah. Okay. So based on like favoritism versus like quality, yeah, you, you can flip flop Chobits and and uh, Sekirei. Yep. 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 Yeah. No, I totally recognize that Sekirei gave me a semi. <laughs> it gave you a kissy. And so, uh, so uh, my, my nose got a little, uh, a little, a little drip there, a little drip there. Going to get a little yeah. fishy there. Um, so 
let's rank the genre in general. We'll probably revisit this one eventually. Maybe see mm-hmm. if it's a modern one. Maybe I'll be wrong. Uh, but I would say Sudden Girlfriend, if you like, as on a, on a fan level, on a weeb level, if you want like a historical lesson on where some of these things go, because like a lot of harem kind of came out of this um, this genre. Um, also, they're made from women, so support women artists. You know, I would say. For that reason, I would give Sun Girl- Girlfriend like a real middle of the level five. Like, it's not quick though. Did some like, would you call Monster House Sudden Girlfriend? Mm, because you're introduced to the harem right away, and there's at least three right away, I would say no. Okay. Because Sudden Girlfriend has this initial re- relationship that is the crux of the show. I think Monster House, wa- Monster Musume, you keep on Monster House, but it's Monster Musume, Everyday Life of My Own Monster Girls. The character, the the Lamia and the main character there are not the crux of the show. And the Lamia is constantly having to fight for the attention of him with the harpy and the centaur. So, and here's the thing. I also think we'll do a full review of that show too, Garrett, which I think is important. But uh, so, but for me, middle of the road, weep score, it gets a five. What do you give it as a noob score for the genre of sudden? Genre? Yes. How is important, how important okay. slash how hard is it to watch for a new fan? I mean... Speaking in sweeping, sweeping generalities, yeah, I think it'd be harder for the female fan to get into it. And I know that's making a lot of assumptions about yeah. a lot of you out there. And I apologize if these assumptions don't match up with who you are and, and what you like. But I would, I would say that to get to what Kyle found in these, you need to give them a chance. Yeah. And I think you should. Mm-hmm. However you have to get through the surface, which is mm-hmm. breast and nipples and, and puppy dog girls and like kind of like useless. You know, it's, it's, it's a little strange. So, you know, do I think anyone is sudden girlfriend going to be like the genre that you're like, that's what I like. Like I like Metallica. I like hard rock. I like, you know, sudden girlfriend anime. No, no. I don't think that's what it is. I right. think it's fringe at best mm-hmm. you should check it out once in your life if you're an anime fan just to say that i did it but i'll, I'll give it a six yeah in fact i actually pulled a review from one of the people who who watched chobits um from anime news network who uh shannon k garrity who wrote um persicom that she saw them the women in the show as obedient and perfect they're perfect women stripped clean of everything that makes real women less than perfect servants to men uh and which makes them everything that makes women human um, so if you see it that way, if, if you, if that's the surface that you see, I un- completely understand and respect that decision, but also at the same time, there is more below the surface that you can find if you gave it more of a chance from the, like, oh, this is just a guy who likes a girl who like, you know, he does this and she's like this. Like, I understand the ability to like scrunch your nose in the beginning of it. But as I said, you give it a chance, I think it'll be something worth watching. So middle road five, you do, I'm, I'm sorry, did you give it a number? Six. Okay. Okay. Awesome. So, uh, you know, so really it's, a, while suddenly girlfriends will come to your life, suddenly our show must end as well. So we have to always ask for your thoughts. What is your favorite sudden uh, girlfriend anime that you like? Is it the more romance-based Chobits or is it the floppy booby styled Sekirei? Let us know in the comment below because we really want to continue the conversation, especially about which themes were better. Um, please follow us on all of our uh, social media platforms. We're on Instagram at Wama Podcast, W-A-N-W-A. Um, and we are also at Twitter at Weave underscore two. Uh, you can find us on our, our, our main site, anchor.fm slash Wama Podcast, or 
You can find us anywhere your podcasts are found. Please, 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 please review us with a five star. It'll help people see our show and it really supports us. So thank you in advance for that. So before we end this show, Garrett, do you have any final thoughts on the Southern Girlfriend anime genre? Yeah, I really want to know what school district allows a teacher to teach in lingerie. <laughs> so Garrett and I are going to be looking this for the sky for some uh, fist type uh, angels, We're going to be programming our Persicoms and teaching our dears uh, English. All in all, to wish you a great see you next week. Take care, y'all.